0: wearing a shirt that says choir is my f
1: <laughs> <laughs> funny story about this shirt. <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny story about this shirt so i came home wearing it and my mom was like choir is my f is this what they're teaching <laughs> <laughs> this is what the damn liberals are teaching you
0: wow they're, te- they're putting pritzker
1: <laughs> 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 they're putting f on the shirts now I was like, "Mama." Stands These for- <laughs> damn liberals. If only Pritzker wasn't elected. And I said, "Mama stands for fucking Forte." <laughs> You're right. You're right.
2: And we're back.
1: <laughs> we are back. Your favorite biweekly podcast.
0: Yep, this is your favorite one. But but listen, okay, we, we have an explanation. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We do. You were you were on a trip
1: to DC mm. to to hijack Joe Biden in the White House, right? I yeah um I tried um. Well, first I tried to get Joe Biden, wouldn't let me near Dark Brandon. Really unfortunate. Really, <laughs> <laughs> really unfortunate. Um, then I tried to seal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> he was actually going to say that. <laughs> I was actually thinking to say that,
0: but I didn't want you to shit on me for national. Oh treasure. my
1: gosh! Oh my gosh! National so, treasure. You know, you know, they don't let you into the Library of Congress. I found that out. They so, don't. So they don't actually like let you into the. Well, library. it's in the National Archives.
0: That's where, the, that's where the Declaration yeah. of Independence is. I know
1: is. that's where it is, but if I'm going— Did
0: you even,
2: even see, see the movie? Did, no, did
1: you even see I saw it? the movie. I know. I know it's in the National Archives, but you need to do your research first. So you need to go to the Library of Congress, and you need to find out about the preservation room. Okay? That's where they take the documents if it's been next to anyone with a high fever. And that's how it gets moved to the preservation room. And then you steal it. How am I the one without a girlfriend? <laughs> I do have a girlfriend. That, that's, Good job. That, that's my excuse. That's yay. your excuse. Good job. Yay for, yay
0: for Michael Ewan's girlfriend.
1: Thank you. Shout out. Shout out. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Liz. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Um. But, you know, <laughs> your favorite bi-weekly podcast, exactly, has existed now for one year. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, that's kind of… It's kind of what brought us, you know, back together. You could say the podcast yeah. was about to fizzle out. You yeah, know? it was about but, to fizzle but out. No,
0: we were like, we're at one year. We need to do something special. Yeah. So thank you to everyone who's listened so far. We we all like twelve of
1: you. We really appreciate we, all all twelve of you. Um, and if you can send it to one friend, we might have. We might have more. eleven.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> that's how that works. So you know, we started the podcast off on a high note with Super with Dear of Hansen <laughs> and Venom. Let there be carnage, which I think is the funniest thing.
1: <laughs> it's like one of my okay, okay, no. Watching Dear of Hansen for our first episode is actually such it's a, so good. It's such a great idea because yeah. no one wants to see that. No, no one at all wants to see that. Actually. <laughs> We <laughs> saw it so you didn't have to. Kind of no one wants to see Venom Let There Be Carnage. You know? Yeah, you're but right. Like, but like... Dude, I
0: still remember. I think I saw Dear Evan Hansen. I think I was the only one in that theater seeing it.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> I think I... I don't think I was the only one in the theater but it wasn't like... There's not a lot of large theaters in Iowa City. It was in like the largest theater. Like, the, I
0: wish that you saw it at film scene. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> film, film scene is a high-quality establishment.
0: Yeah, imagine if they played it.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I would have had to look at I know. Uh, Ben Platt's face. At least I would have had great sound for his beautiful singing. You're right. Maybe the only... Hey, no, the was... only redeeming thing about that, Caitlyn Deaver. Yeah, she was good. She was good. I rewatched Book Booksmart on my plane.
0: Oh, yeah. That's a good plane movie.
1: Such a good plane movie.
0: That's a good plane movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Is it a rip-off of Superbad? Yes.
1: Yes. But, <laughs> but you know, It's fine. Um, it's okay. All, we give it oh, credit. Okay. Also, okay. Total tangent. People have shit on Delta all my life. I've never, I'm not a big flyer. You know this. I know that. Yes. But I went on Delta. Delta was the only flight I've been on that had an in-flight movie for free. Let's other, go. Other places, I have to pay for my in-flight movie. Bull crap. I don't
0: think you do. No. I think you're riding planes wrong.
1: I'm not riding planes. <laughs> yeah, wrong. you connect
0: to the Wi-Fi on the plane, and you get the app beforehand, and they have the in-flight entertainment you watch on your phone. Oh, why would I? Oh. Or get on your iPad or some, sh- or your laptop.
1: It doesn't, oh, it I have matter. to get the, I have to get an app. Oh,
0: yeah, cool. y- yeah, I know, right? You got to download an app to your phone.
1: Oh shit! Well, actually, I do have the United app. That's exactly. Fine. That's fine.
0: And everyone hates United.
1: Why do we hate United? Because. Because they suck. Because we're dealt to airline. <laughs> <laughs> <is the fucking laughs> Shout out to John Mullaney. Shout out to John Mullaney. True. Okay, back anyway, on the
0: Anyway, so we are we are um are celebrating one year of the podcast. Yes, we are. You know, with something that many of you have requested, and by many I mean like a couple of people.
1: Yeah, I mean a few people <laughs> have uh mentioned it to me in passing.
0: Yeah. Is that we talk about our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Now, both of us studied film. Right? S- which
1: means our opinions are better than yours. Are,
0: they are better than yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <But, laughs> totally true. But one thing that we always have to, we always have to answer every single time… What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite movie?
1: What's your favorite? What's your top five? Movie, who's your favorite director? Dude, oh my god! One time in the bar, like um, someone just asked me. They're like, "Uh, who would you choose, Kubrick or Tarantino?" And I was like, "They're it. both
0: the assholes." <laughs>
1: yeah, they're both they're both cocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, people. I mean, people just ask this, but people like the number them. one thing you'll get is, "What's your favorite movie?" Yeah.
0: See, that's why people get mad at me, like. If someone's like a freaking chemical engineering major or something like that, I'm like, what's your favorite chemical? chemical? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like.
1: I'm like, well, wow, lithium? Pretty good. I'm a geology major. What's your favorite rock? <laughs> yeah, your favorite rock. Like you had to pick one rock. <laughs> Astro- <laughs> Astro- astronomy. What's your favorite star? What's your, What's your favorite… Thing in the universe, Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, what's your favorite (laughs) meteorite? (laughs) What's your
0: favorite meteorite? Yeah,
1: the one that Elon Musk is gonna go, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway, we get the question all the time, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's something that you always got to be prepared for as a film major. That's true, you know. Everyone's gonna ask you, and then they're gonna expect you to say some
1: movie. Yeah, because if you don't, then what are you going to do? You'd be like, well, I actually appreciate all movies equally. And then everyone's going to be like, you're fucking awful. Yeah, you're you're horrible. What's the point of asking you? Why did you even study film, right?
0: (laughs) So, it's very, very good to have that question answered. And luckily, we both have answers to that question.
1: Yeah, we also both have a top five.
0: We would both have a top five. We're not going over the top five today. That no. might be another episode.
1: No, I need to write that in the top five.
0: Yeah, honestly, my top five changes like every day.
1: <laughs> my top five changes frequently. I have a very definitive top three.
0: I think I've said like 20 movies are in my top ten. It's you half. have. <laughs> I know. You have. I have. On this podcast. <laughs> yes, I
1: have. I my, my top three stays the same. Everything else is kind of
0: Yeah. I think in my like top two,
1: th- eh, maybe three stay the same. Okay, one more tangent. Is it weird that, um, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what is it? Was it 12 years a slave? Is like so. I always so underrated. I'm always like, it's somewhere in my top 20, I think. But it, then it like jumps out of my mind and I never think about it.
0: Yeah, it's one of those movies where you watch it and when you re watch it, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, that was like so well directed and so well written. And so, well, it's just everything is, it is every, well done.
1: It is everything. It's also just the most, like, brutal watch.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, like, not an easy watch for sure. No,
1: it's definitely not something to put on with the family. No, One absolutely ta- not. Okay, tangent off of this tangent. One time, when my me and my family, we had traveled for Christmas, and we came back, and it was the day after Christmas— we're like, mm, what should we do after we just traveled? So we all sat down as a family and watched all of Schindler's list. <laughs> <laughs> For the most depressing evening. For the most like, depressing evening But then we all just like but then we're God all, just like, then we're all just like, wow, the Holocaust was really bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Hulk Hitler? bad oh, guy bad guy bad guy for sure one dude liam neeson good guy good, big good guy <laughs> and <you> know, <laughs> the guy from taken good the guy, guy from taken also the guy who kind of me too'd himself yes he did <laughs> exactly god damn it
0: liam neeson why are you so weird <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah anyway we are talking about our... Actually, I do have a definitive top three, I think. We're talking about our top one. one. <laughs> we're not talking about the top three. We're not talking about the top ten. We're talking about the top one. Yeah. Each of us have had has had... We have our favorite movies. And I think that favorite movie for you has stayed the same um, maybe for three to four years?
1: Um, yeah. Um. My... Well, we can just talk about them because they're in yeah. the freaking episode description. Yeah, we're
0: in that episode. We're gonna talk about both of them. Yeah,
1: but um, like, well, um, my so Moonlight didn't become my number one until I'd say I would say is probably twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. So like three or four years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
0: and Whiplash became my favorite movie in like twenty sixteen. I think was yeah. kind of when it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know. I feel like basically where I was going with that was, I feel like my top 10 shifts all over all the time. Yes, yes. My top 10 shifts all the time. But this one movie for me has stayed a constant. Yeah. Pretty much. And I think I've seen this movie more times than any other movie, if I'm being honest. And Mm -hmm. I I don't think you can say that about Moonlight maybe, but...
1: No, no, I haven't. But I've
0: seen this this movie at least, at least, you know, 12 times I think I've seen this movie. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot, and I, I really like it. But we're going to go over both of them today, kind of talk about yep. <laughs> their, our personal connection to them, why we like them so much, maybe, you know, that kind of thing. Well, so the, it's, it's going to yeah. be kind of freeform, uh, yeah. but we just want to really talk about why we love these movies and why they make us like movies
1: in general, too. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. If we're looking at, like, the things that... I think both of these movies, for us, like, really embody what we watch like a film for yeah yeah. like completely
0: and just to put it out there i know some people are going to look for an argument here and like but both of us like both of these movies yeah a great deal yeah i
1: do have i do have like (laughs) well um i think there's like minor criticisms i can have with both yeah um but but for and we'll and, and we'll talk about that like but like yeah,
0: for But b- if you're looking for us to shit on each other, this is not the episode for that. Because we both mm. really like both of these movies.
1: Yeah, Whiplash is problematic, and we should actually cancel it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy who made us watch Rosemary's. Spir-
2: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I put
1: so many <laughs> content
2: warnings on. Oh my god. Check out episode four. <laughs> I thought it was episode three.
1: It was episode three because it came out in, on October. Yeah. 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 Uh, we also Halloween. got to watch Edgar right.
0: Also, yeah, wait. Uh, send your requests
1: for a Halloween episode. Yeah, please. And send by sending your, your requests, uh, text us. Text <laughs> us. <through laughs> DM us on Instagram. Because you probably found out that the podcast was up through Instagram. <laughs> through Instagram. So we it's... should really get into this. Yeah, <laughs> Just... we should. We should... Send, send us your Halloween movies. Okay, let's. We'll, we'll we're we're
0: going. It. First movie that we're going to talk about is my favorite movie. Which is Whiplash, directed by Damien Chazelle. Whiplash. From 2014. Mm. And uh, yeah, I um, I really, really, really fell in love with this movie. And first time I saw this movie, it is, it's a really bad story, honestly. But uh, it was the night of the Academy Awards that year. Yeah. Where Whiplash was nominated. And I looked at all the films that were nominated, and I was great, like…
1: Great Academy
0: Awards. That was, that was, I think, one of the strongest years for oh, the Academy Awards. And maybe Academy Award that in 2017, I think, are two of the, yeah. two of the best years for film, if yeah. I'm being honest. Because that year, I think… I, I don't like Boyhood, but Boyhood came out. Yeah, Birdman came out
1: that year, right? Oh, I love Birdman.
0: Birdman came out that yeah. year. And
1: con- almost controversially won Best Picture. Yeah, exactly,
0: right? Yeah. Um, but there are so many amazing movies. I'm forgetting them right now. But honestly, so many amazing movies came out here. But I looked at the best picture <laughs> list, and I was, I was like, man, I have not seen any of these movies. And so yeah. I list, you know how they play like the music from the movie mm. when they're showing like which are nominated? Yeah. So of all the ones that were nominated, the music from Whiplash sounded the best. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I'm going to watch one of these tonight. And nice. That was the one I picked. Nice. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> and then what did I do as a 14-year-old? I went to Whiplash Putlucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's a,
2: <laughs> That's perfect.
0: <laughs> I know, right? And instead of watching the Academy Awards that year, I watched Whiplash. And then my parents were my parents and I we'd watch it every year and my brother was there too. But we watched every year and they were like, where did you go? And I was like, Oh, I just watched one of the movies. And they were like, What? And I was like, Yeah. Which one did you watch? Whiplash. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, Yeah, that was that was that was quite good. And then the next day I was like, Oh, that movie was good. Then I watched it again. Oh my <laughs> so god. This what ended up happening. So I googled Whiplash Bullocker again. <laughs> 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 and then watched it. And then I was like, Wow, that was a really good movie. Like wow. really, really good. And yeah.
1: then a month later, I was like,
0: "What was that movie I watched again?" Whiplash. Yeah. And then I watched it for a third and time. Then you, you,
1: but this time, you went Whiplash one to three movies. Yeah, exactly.
0: Because <laughs> the got shut down by that point. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> but anyway, so that was the first time I watched it, and you know, I don't think it really, really became my favorite movie until I um, got back from this music camp that I went to. Uh, In 2016. And then I rewatched that movie again. Mm. I think that was maybe... I think that was my fourth watch, actually. um, After the three in one year kind of thing. That was my fourth time watching it. And I'll get into it later. But I personally connected with this film a lot. And it says a lot about artistry. What it takes to be an artist. What it takes to be the best. Mm -hmm. It's a lot about hard work. And pedagogy and all that sort of thing. And you know, that is the themes in it I just connected to Mm -hmm. so much. And yeah. Yeah, that I mean that's the big reason why I fell in love with it at first. But yeah, Yeah. overall, I mean it was a great, it was was it the best first watch experience? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, not even kind of (laughs) no, don't (laughs) do what I did. But (laughs) It's funny, but it's just crazy that that I I I remember it so vividly when I watched it for the first time. Was mm-hmm. I like, I watched it on my MacBook Pro that wow. had blaring fans because it had horrible cooling system, nice. and so I had to turn up the volume all the way to mm-hmm. be able to hear everything, mm-hmm. um, just over the fans. And so that was the first time I watched it. Yeah,
1: yeah. See, that like also makes sense, right? Um, about like connecting with the themes and then it becoming your favorite movie because I always think. Um, the thing I kind of hate about like film majors who answer this question and they're just like, no one says it, but like the Godfather, right? Yeah. Like if someone were to say that, I'd just be like, okay, you're a fucking asshole.
3: Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> like, like, seriously. <laughs> like,
1: it's like, for me, for me, someone's like favorite movie, um, should always just be like the thing that resonates with you the most. Yeah. Right. Um, just the thing you've seen that like really hits home in like the perfect way. Um, and you can appreciate it on multiple levels as well as connect with it, right? Um, so, that makes total sense. That, like, that's the reason that it's your favorite movie. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and, you know, I think I'm going to talk more objectively about it at first. And then I'll kind of get into more mm-hmm. why specifically it is for me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, overall, Damien Chazelle, I mean, I feel like he kind of gets
1: shit on now. He, and um, he should.
0: No, like, <laughs> <laughs> Does he jack off to Hollywood?
1: Yes. 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 Was First Man good?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was okay. <laughs> it was, <laughs> was La La Land good? I think it's better than you give it credit for.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. White people, White
0: people really
2: do
1: save jazz, though. They do. <laughs> and Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling really, they really hit home that they're white and powerful in Hollywood. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and they... But the music uh, is catchy. The music is catchy.
2: And even
0: the if not perf-
1: design is Even incredible. if not performed very well. <laughs> and hey, right. Emma Stone does a good job.
0: <clears throat> Emma
1: Stone, yeah. Emma Stone does.
0: Emma Stone does a good job. City
1: of stars.
0: <laughs> Sounds like he's smoking. Like, oh my god. <laughs>
1: like, dude.
0: Anyway. Oh my god. But he does get shit on a lot. That being said,
1: though… He directed the absolute shit out of this movie.
0: This was his passion project, and you can definitely tell.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. You know,
0: people say La, La Land is a passion project. I, I think Whiplash is much more personal to him than, than La La Land was.
1: It feels like um, it. Yeah. It
0: feels like it because in the way that… A lot of the way that it's shot and the way that it's written to have you be in this point of view, mm-hmm. to have this tragic character but also like see him, it's almost like an addiction for him, right? Mm. For him to keep going back and wanting, wanting more and wanting to be better and that sort of thing. It shows and it parallels his own experience. And he's had interviews about this, about his own experiences in artistry mm-hmm. and how he feels unequipped or unsatisfied, um, not satisfied with something mm-hmm. because he's just not there and that's the kind of things that it talks about. But that aside, he directed the hell out of it. And you could hell. tell because of the way that he put him he put himself in the
1: in the film. And it's just like he, Damage Cell had such a perfect grasp on what needed like the things that needed to work in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like the relationship between Fletcher and Neiman. Neiman,
0: Andrew Neiman, yeah,
1: yeah. The the relationship between them. Wow, you really you really don't think about his name that much. You, no, you, think don't. About, you only you think, think about the only thing about Fletcher. Fletcher yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> the relationship between them has to work. That dynamic has to be perfect. The manipulation has to be perfect. Uh, the honestly, like the the aesthetic feel of the film. It's kind of cold, but there's also these warms that come in at like different points.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of warms when it comes to like the jazz scenes. Yeah. <clears throat> like when they're on stage and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um but overall, you know, there's a lot of cool tones and mm-hmm. the lighting's really really great and a lot of the um like specifically the editing in this movie oh my- is just really 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 well
1: done like so top notch and it's like honestly uh, I feel like this is one of those movies that's kind of an editor's dream Mm -hmm. because there's like so much to edit to like you you constantly have like beats and drums and hits and stuff and then in between that you're just like milking tension Mm -hmm. in different ways so like for an like it's kind of easy to be like this is like edited like I'm not saying the editor didn't do incredible Mm -hmm. all I'm saying is like as an editor, like, you just get to have so much fun with this whole process. And you can tell that they did when they were editing.
0: The they really, really did. And yeah. that is l- largely because of the focus of the movie being music, right? Mm. The focus of the movie, I mean, I think that there's many focuses of the movie, but music is a big part of it, right? Oh, you
1: know, it's, I mean, yeah, it's kind it's
0: of. It's about like a musician, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And the score lends itself to… Mm-hmm. The editing even happening, and it's also not only is it about music, but it's about a drummer. Yeah, right? it's about a drummer, which is all percussive. So you have a lot of
1: jump cuts that work very well.
0: Yeah. Um. And one thing that Damian Chazelle I think does really really well is he does whip pans very very well.
1: Oh yeah, especially in like the, uh, there's one scene in particular where like. Uh he's directing. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that in the final scene? Yeah, it's in the final yeah, scene yeah.
0: where he goes da 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 and it's the drum solo. And then I da da and then da, the then, Yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah, and he does that. And that happens in La La Land too. he uses the same um whip pan kind of thing. Can we not talk about La. I'm just saying that he likes to do it and he does it he he utilizes it well in terms of Lending itself well to. So, Giselle.
1: Damien Chazelle uses um, whip pans in this movie because he's really signaling, like. Um, Innocent experience. <laughs> I thought
2: that's what you were going to say. No, but that's okay. I was going
1: to talk about his love and devotion to old Hollywood. Oh, oh, wow. Old
0: Hollywood doesn't even use whip pans that much. I know. They couldn't move the fucking cameras because
1: they were too big. I know, but we still think about it as old Hollywood.
2: Jesus Christ. Anyway.
1: (laughs) so
0: Anyway, but he utilizes it really well. Yeah. With the the like music and the drumming and that sort of thing. Oh yeah.
1: Um. Oh, well, it's also. I mean, it's just like some. It, there's honestly. This could sound um, obvious, but there's there's more of it. But the it the, a lot of the, um this movie's focus beyond just music is about rhythm. Yeah. You know, and that can be. That's a, and there's like such a palpable rhythm in the editing. Like that is kind of how I would describe it if I had to do it in one word right it's, yeah. it's because it's there's constantly like if it's not rhythm from the actual score and music itself it is rhythm like in between the characters and how that's cut um, it, it's it's the pacing in the movie has a great rhythm to it Yes, it has ebbs and flows and gives you just enough time to simmer before it like brings you back up to 11 it's just it's a really really rhythmic movie um, in that way,
0: yeah, and it, and it's like you can tell that it's not. You're not saying that just to be oh, haha, cheeky. It's about a drummer, you know. It, no, but it's just, like it's just true. That's, yeah,
1: I mean, like I'm, I'm still kind of trepidatious about that same right, <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. but because it's still, it, it does sound like that's what it is. But it's so palpable if you watch it that there's mm-hmm. like this constant driving momentum, yeah, um, and a lot of that is coming. From the editing. Yeah. It's also from like a lot of different things. It's part of the reason that like we love movies like this so much. Is they, they'll take these like core elements. Right? And yeah. then just be able to expand their entire movie. And every aspect out from that.
0: Yeah. And if you, if you really explain this movie to someone who's never seen it. And I feel the same way. Less so with Moonlight. Mm. But, but still. is that It's a very simple concept. It's a very simple concept mm. where it's… Guy wants to be a good drummer. He has this teacher who pushes him hard.
1: Yeah. But like… But the… And this is kind of what I'm talking about is… Um, I think you can even go just deeper. It's it's just like… What does it take to be the best? Yes. Not not even just at like art and music. It's just like what does it take to be the best? Like what Anything. is… Yeah, yeah. Like what is the drive that is needed? Like how far c- can someone be pushed? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like if you just take well, what is that one concept and you can extrapolate the entire film from that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and that's something that <clears throat> obviously is it's very touchy mm-hmm. because this movie is not I mean, it's not an emblem of what a teacher or what a work ethic should look like it's by n- any means.
1: Not even I mean, not even what an artist should yeah. look like or have to do to, mm-hmm. you know. Um it is what it's showing is just drive. It's yeah. showing like a pure will and and drive um, that you're not supposed to see. But it's… It is clearly the most abusive thing. And they talk about it too because they have a um, um, former student of Fletcher's who commits yeah. suicide. Mm-hmm. You know? And like that is just such a very real reality. Real reality. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. such a reality that you have to um, deal with. And yeah. yeah. And,
0: and that's <clears throat> what makes this so accessible, I think, as well, Mm. is that I don't... I I know this isn't the case with everyone, but I feel like everyone has something that they want to do, Mm. right, in life. Whether that's your career, whether that's a hobby, whether that's anything.
2: Mm.
0: You know, there's something that you want to do in your life. And in order to truly, truly be exceptional in that thing you have to make sacrifices is what has to happen and that's a hard lesson that a lot of people have to face and most people don't get there ever yeah are they fine with it yeah they're fine with it Mm -hmm. but it's for those people who want to get to that point Mm -hmm. they see this and they're like it either motivates them or it completely kills their motivation too yeah and it's scary. It's scary. And it brings up a lot of kind of ethical and very philosophical
1: ideas of what it takes to be the best, even. And, and like, that's the… I, I mean, I hesitate to say this, but it's, like… It, it, the rough part is, it's, like, all of the arguments that is, like, that is what it takes. They're super convincing in this they're film. They're
0: so true, unfortunately. They're,
1: like, it's so… Because… It's just, like, you need to be able to deal with someone telling you, like, very seriously, no, you, like, you're not going to get it. You need to be able to fight for that. Yeah. Right? Um. You need to be able to, it's, um, it, it's like luck to an extent, right, is, mm-hmm. in this movie, doesn't exist. Yeah. It. it there is no concept of, like someone got lucky actually everything bad happens to everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> like seriously yeah. um and and it's because it just wants to emphasize it's like no if you want if you want it you have to take it you have to
0: yeah you have to be able if you you need to want it so bad mm-hmm. for you to have it and we wouldn't even be talking about this though we wouldn't be connecting with this at all if it weren't convincing in the film, and one big thing that everyone, no one can argue is in an absolutely insanely incredible performance is J.K. Simmons as Terrence Fletcher. Oh it is a God. very showy performance. It is an incredibly showy. It's not one of these we're going to be like, yeah, you know, it's kind of underrated because it's subtle in the acting. No, it's not. It's not. This is one of the it's, most showy performances that you will ever
1: have. Well, and it's, and it's again, it's something that I um, Uh, I was thinking about this when I was watching Moonlight. It's like performance, I mean, in the same way that like a film, a really like big thematic film, right? When those work at their best, it's because the big moments work just as well as the little ones. Yeah. You know? It's like if you just kill like your big moments, like it does not hit the same way. Because yeah, it's showy, but all of those small little conversations and moments he has, they just they work so damn well. Yeah. Um, there's like the like the conversation in the jazz club. Um. Like him, uh, talking to Andrew before like their first class, where he's just gathering information on him. Yeah. And you can like s- totally see it and like rewatch. There's like, there's a lot of nuance. S- there's so much nuance in between those giant mm-hmm. moments of already rushing and dragging.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and you know we always think about him are you rushing or are you dragging? And then him, you know…
1: Question. Was he actually rushing? (laughs) He was rushing and then he was dragging. No, when he asked, are you rushing or dragging? Oh. Before, could you hear if he was rushing or dragging?
0: I mean, you can't really tell because there's not like other people going on and he kind of just messes up more so. (laughs) (laughs) Just checking. I mean, I'm just
1: checking. (laughs) Okay, wait, real quick. While while I do want to… We're going to get into the performance and we we will. I just don't want to make sure I remember this. I have one giant nitpick. I know what you're going to say. Do you? Uh-huh. The other musicians in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all you're going to say? The, uh, no, it's the other musicians in this movie. They're... So, oh, my God. Because they're not actual musicians. No, they're, they're actors. You would have to pay, like... Real music, people. Like, real people. Like, a lot of money. Um, Which they didn't have the budget to do. Yeah. So, like... They don't have like… So, if you just look at like the extras in the music scenes, like especially in that final scene, like the bassist and the guitarist, it's so They are, as funny. they say, trying their best. It's so <laughs> funny. The guitar dude is literally just like… Imagine like five-year-old picks up guitar and just goes… Hey, da, 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 <laughs> like down strum, down strum. Down. That's and what he it does. It's so… There's bad. no picks or anything. It's just no. Like- no, no, no. There's no finger picking. It's just strum. he's
0: just like, yeah!
1: Guitar! <laughs> <laughs> it's like once I notice that, like every time I see that scene now, I'm just You're like, like God damn I'm just like listening to the bass line and then watching this dude's fingers randomly move. I'm like, oh <laughs> like, M- Miles Teller's actually playing. Miles I mean,
0: Teller does it. Yeah, he is actually playing for some of it. Yeah. And uh, he does a great job too. He captures the energy of someone who's just like he wants something so bad. He's so driven yeah. and he… I think
1: he's actually really underrated no, because I mean, of people, Because Simmons. people just look
0: at J.K. Simmons in this movie. They're like, yeah. oh, he's incredible. And he is. He, he is. is. And I think it's uh, not ironic, but it's like, you know, it's cool that we're talking about these two movies because both of them won Best Supporting Actor, right? Yeah. Mahershala Ali won for Moonlight and J.K. Simmons won for Whiplash. Very different performances, obviously, but yeah. equally just as good. Yeah. In, in both ways. And you mentioned the jazz club scene. And we'll get to talking about... I think we're going to talk about the writing in just a bit. But there is um, like a moment in that jazz club scene. And it's a very famous moment where he's talking and he goes, there are no two worse words in the human language than good job. Mm-hmm. And he says that. And the way that that scene plays out... And the camera just stays on him. Yeah, it just stays on him. It's it's a it's a long take. Ah. ah! Uh, anyway, uh, but it is. Wait, a- <laughs> wait why did you say that? I don't know. But I don't get. I mean, okay. Okay. Anyway, my god, what's the-, the name of our show? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're kidding or not.
1: That's my goal with I with all of my bits.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, it it just stays on him. And you could tell he is so intent Mm -hmm. on this philosophy. And he says, I've been the best. I've directed the best jazz band in the entire country by this philosophy. And this is the philosophy I live by that's Mm -hmm. made me successful. Mm -hmm. And it's scary. Yeah. It is so scary. Because it makes you face this very horrible reality. Mm -hmm. It really does. But you don't you wouldn't get it if this scary being, this almost villainous subject wasn't giving that in the most like kind of very eerie, creepy way. Yeah. And it wouldn't hit us hard. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. And again, Miles Teller bounces off of it and he buys into this. At this point, he has quit jazz. Mm-hmm. He's quit jazz. He's working at the sub shop or whatever, right?
1: <laughs> he... At a Baskin-Robbins. Yeah. Oh, no. Baskin-Robbins, my bad. It's not a Baskin-Robbins.
0: No, it's not Baskin-Robbins. That's
1: Ant-Man, dude. I, I know. Sure a sub shop. I, I was thinking about the Ant-Man scene. Thank <laughs> you for that. That was a very purposeful joke. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for your no-sell. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> it is a sub shop, though. Yeah, it is a sub shop. I'm pretty sure it's a sub shop.
1: Or, <gasps> ooh, maybe it's like a like a gelato shop.
0: It's a gelato shop with subs okay i was just speculating you (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna open that one day gelato (laughs) shop with sub sandwiches with hoagies (laughs) (laughs) with hoagies (laughs) we sell gelato but we also sell sell hoagies but only two types of hoagies Cold cuts
1: <laughs> and cool treats.
0: <laughs> Cold cuts and cool treats. I hate it. Thank you. <laughs> That's what we need in this world. Yeah. That's what we need.
1: Anyway, he's working at the sub. He shop. is working at the sub shop. Jazz.
0: But he's, like, buying in to Terrence Fletcher's idea of yeah. what a talented person looks and
1: like. And, like, part of, I also think part of the genius in that is, like, he's, Fletcher is, like, clearly lying because he wants to, like, fuck him over yeah. in the final scene. So he's lying to him about, like, him wanting to play, but he's not at all. Like, he's yeah. actually putting out his philosophy. He's just telling all these, th- him, like, his real thoughts and feelings, like, he's a confidant when he just wants to fuck him over. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and that's the writing. Um, Oh wait. Okay. Hold on. Let's let's give Miles Heller his due. Because he is… He's really the glue. Yeah. Of
0: what makes this movie… Makes you follow it at least. And makes you keep rooting for someone at least.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, Like he… His performance is… When you see like him especially… Just like the shots of him just like playing the kid by Mm -hmm. himself… You can tell every single emotion in his in his feelings, and he's just like, and he's just playing the drums like it's so like. There's the moment where he like punches like his drum in, Mm -hmm. and like that could so easily be too over the top.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It could really be too like over the top. Mm -hmm. Yet it works because he has that like purposeful intensity throughout the entire movie.
0: Yeah, and it and it actually feels like I am frustrated. Like and that's so easy for me to just say that and mm-hmm. like oh actor can feel frustrated that sort of thing. But I don't know. The way that it comes off it comes off as so genuine. Yes. Like if you know if you had like, you know, Jared Leto doing that or something like that. I don't know why I picked Jared Leto, but yeah. like it would look super tacky. Yeah. Like he did that. It would be like okay.
2: Yeah. Okay but like,
0: got it. Uh, But <laughs> like
1: he I don't know. He he manages to have like you also see, like his innocence, kind of that he has at the beginning, just completely go away by the end, just completely Absolutely. gone. And it's um, just really. It also brilliant. helps that he
0: looks a little bit younger in the movie too, he does, because yeah. that allows you to kind of see sympathize with this college kid, basically, yeah. who's just he's just really wants to play drums. Yeah, well, is what he wants to do. He
1: also like, oh God, he has this stupid fucking smile.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't know if you've noticed this before in Top Gun <laughs> I don't know I do not know if you've noticed this before but Miles Teller has the dumbest little smile when he wants to when he's just like trying to be a happy-go-lucky person
2: <laughs> <laughs> like when it's he like wa- in stick. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> which
1: is now on Peacock I'm pretty sure oh I can't wait to rewatch um he no he just like walks in with this dumb smile and I'm like Asshole, and then it goes away in the second half, and you're like, okay, good, okay, cool. yeah, cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. No, but then like, there's a point. There's, I was watching the movie, and then there was a point where like, so he had his his dumb smile on, um, and then it's the poor part where, part where the redheaded kid comes <sighs> in. Oh my god! And the redheaded kid walks in, and he has a dumb fucking smile, <laughs> and I'm
2: like,
1: <laughs> No! and I'm like, I was, oh my god, I watched them both, and I was just so. I was so angry. <laughs> <laughs> but you see how it transfers. Not there. Oh, not, I do. More, like one person has to have the dumb smile. And then, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Anyway. And then no. it leaves, actually, no. Then it leaves all of them when they have to play for four hours straight. Yeah.
0: Literally. With, until they're, f- until fingers, they get it right.
1: And their fingers are bleeding. A lot of finger bleeding.
0: There's a lot movie. of blood in this movie. There's a reason why it's rated R. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you know, but. I think, it's, the, rated, the I think same, it's
1: rated R because Fletcher uses like the C F word.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and also the C word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also here's the thing is that I think that with this movie it wouldn't hit. Right? No. Exactly. If if they didn't show the these really graphic things or if the car accident didn't happen and then he was like yeah. oh I gotta go I gotta go get to this. Yeah. Because that just shows again yeah. how much he's willing to do. Yeah. And that all goes back to again
1: the writing. The writing in this movie Oh my god this was this is the thing that really struck me this time was the um, writing was the writing. Um, it's just like every single conversation, every single interaction that two characters have. there is some kind of power play going on. Yeah. there's some kind of testing of the other person and seeing the limits, even with like Andrew and like the first date with his um, his girlfriend. Um, like she's. He's like, well, where do you go to college? And she's like, oh, uh, Fordham. And then he's like, so what do you want to study? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, so you don't like have a goal? It's like, you asshole. Yeah, what a <laughs> what douche, right? <laughs> like, what a
3: fucking
0: douche.
1: But why is he saying this? Because he's testing. Because he's like, That's, it's. he's so driven and he doesn't. He doesn't understand understand people who aren't driven, who aren't
0: driven, or who not necessarily they're not driven, but they're unsure Mm -hmm. of what they want. But that comes to bite him back, right? Mm -hmm. Because he ends up he's unsure himself Mm. by the time he gets kicked out.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No. Exactly. Um, Okay. But there, and then there's times. There are times when it's like that subtle testing, and then there's times when it's not even subtle, even kind of. No. Um. And. and that can obviously like with Fletcher but even with Miles Teller too because mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes is the dinner scene. Yeah. Where he goes back and he's with all these freaking like… Old all, people. Old people who who like have high school kids who just… They suck. Yeah. <laughs> they just bad. Like, like he's talking about how he's in one… Of, like the, he's a core member of the top jazz band in the country. Mm-hmm. And then they're just like… Hey, he did pretty good hey, in the game. Yeah, and he's like <laughs> big football. <laughs> uh, and then you get one of the most savage fucking lines in this, <laughs> where he's like, where he's like, uh, where he's like, you play division. Th-. Well, no, well he's like, you play division three, and then they go back and forth. He's like, you think football's so easy? Why don't you come play with us? He's like four words you will never hear from the NFL. <laughs> oh,
2: that's so got him. So good,
1: got him. Got him. <laughs> like, it's so good. And he's just like, and it's just like, it, it all goes back to like those themes that we've been talking about. Because he's just like, uh I'm sure you two will make great PTA members. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, literally. Or superintendents or something.
3: Yeah.
0: And I think the writing all culminates in the end. Oh, yeah. Because the end of this movie can be taken in two different ways, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I don't think there's a correct way to take it. Yeah, it just shows the cognitive dissonance of the topic of the movie, right? Which is, what does it take to be the best? Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert! Even though it's, you know, guys, just watch the movie. See just, both of
1: these. They're so good. Just spoiler alert for both, because when we talk about I: talk we're about talking spoilers. about
0: the, the, the spoilers. Okay, yeah. so just just watch it. But at the end, right when Fletcher. Cucks him really bad, right? It's so bad. And is like, gives him the wrong charts and is like, no. He just starts playing Caravan, right? Yeah. And then they put on this just killer performance and after the, after the you know, after the um, song ends, he just plays this jazz, his, this solo that is just super, super crazy hard and is like super showy and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when he's finally done with the solo, he looks up sees Terrence Fletcher's, and it's just a close-up. It's like Good, Bad, and the Ugly Eyes. Mm-hmm. It goes back to him. Well,
1: no, no, well, no. It's it's Fletcher, but you see yeah. like a smile. Finally. Smile, but yeah. then
0: you just see the eyes. Yeah. And then back to Miles Teller, and then it goes to Terrence Fletcher's eyes, and you can tell he's like,
1: nice. No, it, 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 and like, you can take that in, in a couple ways, but um, I personally, I always take it as like, Fletcher has finally found someone who is that person. Is
0: that person? Is that
1: person that he like, he pushed to a point and he could actually take the pressure. Because like Fletcher, I, I think it's safe to say, even though we don't know, um, that like there's no single person that he tried to fuck over more <laughs> no. than, than, than this kid.
0: Yeah. yeah, He absolutely did. Yeah. And.
1: Actually, I take that back. There might be. A, that guy's a fucking maniac.
0: He's a maniac. He's a sociopath. He's a maniac. Like, he's the and, worst. and, and that's one way you can take it, right? That is one way you can take it. Yeah. Is that he finally has Daddy Fletcher's approval, <laughs> right? Jesus. He finally has it and he gets it. And he's like, yes,
2: yes, I did it. Yeah!
1: God, the parental metaphor here is just r- Yeah. <laughs> something that should not be touched. <laughs>
0: it should not be done. <laughs> but then, and then he ends the ends the solo and then credits roll. Yeah. Right. And that's what happens. But there's another way you can take it. And it's a lot more tragic than, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than that. And yeah. that's that this has succumbed his life now. Mm. And now he, even, despite all the abuse, despite all of the s- insane things he's done, despite all of that, he's succumbed to Fletcher's ways. Mm. And he's stuck there. And he's just going get, to keep getting treated badly. And there's no way out.
3: Yeah.
1: And, and, that's he, and, one he's, and, he's, and he might, like, end up, like, another artist who's dead in their 20s. Exactly. But, like, but then, but that's where, like, another great thing about the writing is it's, it also poses, like, a moral quandary of, mm-hmm. well, if you die at 35. But you you but live like, on in the music as a legend forever. Like everyone knows you as a, like, freaking um, acting example of this. Like, Heath Ledger, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah! Right, like perfect example of this is because Heath Ledger did the absolute extremes for his, for his his performances, and specifically for his performance as the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and that performance quite literally killed him. Yeah. Um. Yet it is immortalized as one of the best performances of the this this whole century. Yeah. It's like it's. It's like Daniel Day-Lewis, There Will Be Blood. It's one of the performances where like… It is so universally praised as nothing other than a masterpiece.
0: An absolute just unit of masterpiece
1: acting at that point. Yet, he died for it. And it's mm like… How much more… Like would we take more mediocre work for him if he was still alive? And it's like… It's such… It is such a moral quandary that the, that the film is constantly Exactly. Asking. Because if you die a legend, then,
0: you know, but, <sighs> yeah. and it's hard because, you know, Elvis was on the downtread, right? And then he died.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then people started remembering his stuff beforehand. And then he was more celebrated. But I think if Elvis had lived another 20 years, he wouldn't nearly have the claim that he has today. Maybe. yeah, Maybe.
1: it. It's all just speculation. It, it, it is, it's but like,
0: it's, it's just sad, right? Because you think about all these artists, and there's like the joke in the artist world, is like, if you're not depressed, you're not a good
1: artist, right? right? It is unfortunately <laughs> so true. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, mean, I mean, yeah, but it's like, you know, people say that all the time, and, it, I, you know, there is some truth to it. Yeah. And this movie really brings that up in a really upfront and not subtle way
2: yeah um and uh, uh,
1: the writing in this movie is just it's having these little battles yeah always 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 always. and it's why it is such a tense tense movie it's Mm -hmm. palpably tense um like you just want to clench your teeth when you're watching it um and it's it's the writing it's the editing it's directing the cinematography um, we haven't touched on it much, but like, there's a r- lot of really good moments where they switch to handheld. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: Especially when he's like, yeah, after the car accident, right? Yeah, you know, no, that's a, a really good, really, really great good example. moment.
1: And like the whole performance is like shot on handheld. Yeah. Um, and it's there are, um, it, it, there's so many like little subtle push-ins, and it's just a lot of like almost atmospheric stuff. It's really, yeah. really, really excellent work. Um, now, what are our problems with the movie?
0: The love interest kind of sucks. Love interest kind of is. But is here's the thing. She's,
1: she's there for one purpose.
0: She's She does get the there award. I do want to put that out <laughs> there. She does get the there award. Shout out,
1: girl from Supergirl. Girl from
0: Supergirl, exactly. That being said, though, I think that's purposeful, and I might just be defending it because it's my favorite movie. Mm. But it feels like an afterthought because to, to Neiman… His girlfriend is an afterthought.
1: No, exactly. I mean, right. That that is a good defense, um, and I I think it works because it shows like the level that he's willing to to take away from himself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't know. I think it is like a little muddled. I think they could have done it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but here's <laughs> this is gonna sound bad. Um, she's so average. Yeah. And he's just so not okay with that. Yeah. Um, although Fordham is a wonderful school.
2: Okay. Yeah, so shout just, out
1: shout outs. <laughs> I have a cousin who went to Fordham.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but like it like she's just she feels so average and he's just not. Um, mm-hmm. or he doesn't want to be. Um and and I do get it, but like it never does anything to like necessarily turn you away from her either, like he is. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I think it's muddled at best. Yeah.
0: It is. Um, I think that's my main gripe with the movie. Yeah. I don't really have any others, I'm going to be honest. I mean, there's a lot of pedantic little jazz shit you could
1: pick up on. Yeah. I mean, if
0: you want to dissect this movie and be like, well, this jazz thing sucks and this doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, a director wouldn't say that. Like, it's just crap. Like, it's not the focus. It's not the the focus. Although there is one jazz criticism that I've heard that I actually, I, I think, is kind of good, which is Fletcher, like, he, he says that the worst kind of… Or he's, uh, he's like, why is jazz dying? Um, and, and then says something about like Starbucks jazz albums.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Literally the thing he was playing before is a Starbucks jazz album. <laughs> 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 Tell,
3: me
1: <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Got <laughs> him. Tell me I'm wrong. Got him. Because like his piano solo is just like… It's just like it the most… Starbucks jazz album. It is a Starbucks jazz album. All I'm saying.
0: Now… Our big question for each of these movies is going to be the same. Uh, so what is the question?
1: Uh, why is this your favorite movie?
0: Yeah. So we've talked a lot about the themes about this movie. About what it takes to be the best. What, what happens when you have someone who pushes you very hard. Um, and we talk about someone who's wanting to be the best, right? Yeah. I am that person. I am mm-hmm. that person. I have always wanted to be the best at something. Mm-hmm. I want to get to that point. Now, that thing has shifted throughout my life. Right? You will be the
1: best dentist. Thank you. <laughs> Big teeth guy. <laughs> Big uh, teeth I, guy? I have such faith in your dentistry. Oh, wow. You're going to be so excited. You've been studying dentistry since you were six. You're right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Um, I, I still am an avid musician myself, obviously. Um, yeah. And I had. I, I got really, really into oboe and that sort of thing. I still play oboe a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I consider it my best instrument that I play. Um, it, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I got to the point where I was the best in the state, right? You were the best in the state. Yes. I, were, I was the best in the state for this two is, years, this right? Is, this is true. Um, and I got to that point and I And I was very happy with it. I was very proud of myself. But in order to get there… I mean, especially my freshman year of, of high school, the teacher who I had… And I, I, and this, is, this shows, you know, the pathological relationship I have. Yeah. Um, he pushed me very hard. Hmm. I came out of my lesson crying every week. Oh, shit. Every week, I came out crying. Not only that, I drove to… My mom drove me to Iowa City one hour away from my home every week just for me to cry after my lesson.
1: Jeez. every Every week. And, and, you're still, and you're still like… I want to go back. Yeah.
0: Like you're… Yeah. Every week. I mean there were some weeks where I didn't want to. Right? Yeah. But I was willing to put in the work. Because I saw my improvement. I saw how much I was improving with this method. Mm. And I was like, wow. I am improving at a very fast rate. Mm. And what… If I keep at this… Then I will be the best at it. <laughs> and I was driven to get there. And I wanted to do whatever it took. Now whatever it took was really, really taxing on me. It was. Because I was scared to go sometimes. I was like, he's going to yell at me. He's going to yell at me. I would stay up for hours and hours practicing. Yeah, Because I was just scared. I was like, he's going to yell at me. This isn't good enough. This is not good enough. Yeah. Like, for example, when I broke my uh, pinky and I couldn't audition for Allstate, I was like, oh my god, what's my teacher going to say? <laughs> I mean, that's what I was thinking. Dang. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not good. That's not good that I was thinking that. No. Was it okay? I don't know. I I don't think I… I don't don't think I want to answer that question. And I don't think you want to answer it either. I mean… Fair enough. (laughs) I don't think anyone wants to answer it. Because I would not be the musician that I am without it. Mm. Right? Mm. And this translates into other things that I'm doing. Like for example, (sighs) my schoolwork that I did in college and all of my endeavors when it comes to my academics, I was so hard on myself. I thought I was dumb. Yeah. For so many years. Mm. I thought I was dumb. For example, my organic teacher, my sophomore year of college, told me that if I couldn't do what was in his class and couldn't get an A, that I should rethink my entire life plans to go into healthcare. He said that.
1: That's intense.
0: Yeah, it's intense. I did bad in the class, but do you know what I got on the organic chemistry section of my standardized tests. I got a perfect score. Hmm. I got a perfect score. On that section. Was that healthy? No. No. Absolutely not. No. Did it push me to do better? Yeah. Absolutely. Because that gave me the drive. To go and get things. And I hate
1: that it did that to me. And. But look. I'm not. We don't want to like endorse. No. Don't do that. <laughs> don't We don't endorse putting your own mental health in jeopardy if you want to be the best at something. The want and the desire and like the need, it's like something you've just got to feel very, very like strong inside of yourself. Exactly. Right? And like those desires, it's just not in me in, in the same way it is in you. Like I know this about myself, right? Yeah. Um, so like we don't want to like endorse that. No. Absolutely that being not. said, people who are the best at things, people who want to be the best at things, like, you know, athletes, um, your mm-hmm. freaking LeBron Jameses and your Tom yeah. Brady's. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady. Th- they they want to be the best, so yeah. they take the best steroids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't, no, Tom Brady takes the TB12 protein, man.
1: <laughs> did you watch the Jerkutton video? Watch
0: the- <laughs> I watched the Jerkutton <laughs> And he takes his electrolytes, man.
1: Dude, dude, people who think that a 45-year-old man is at the... T- <laughs> Is playing in the NFL as a quarterback because oh God, his God man. given genetics. Shut no. The, shut the fuck up. He's book. taking steroids. <laughs> He's got a really good chemist yeah. <laughs> who makes things that they don't True. test for yet. In all seriousness, though. <laughs> um, and, but this, like, this but, movie yeah.
0: showed me someone who shared that value yeah. and shared that mindset, mm-hmm. right? Is it a healthy mindset? No, it's absolutely not. It's not. But I saw someone… Who understood. Who understood what I was feeling. Yeah. So I didn't have to hear, you know, you will never be the best. That sort of thing. I won't have to hear that. Because I see someone on screen. And every time I watch it, it just gets me to be more motivated to achieve my goals.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So anyway, that's why I love it so much. Yeah. And it, I, I have a hard time believing that it won't… Because there's, there's some people who look at this and there's a lot of musicians… Yeah. Um, who will look at this and be like, uh, you know, I, I don't like this. I don't like the way that it's portraying music teaching because I don't think it's healthy. And to them, I say, I don't think you're getting the point of the movie. The point isn't to show how to teach. Yeah, It's showing how not to teach. It's showing exactly what we talked about. What drive you need to be the best.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: It's It's complete like the class that Fletcher is teaching um is literally the most unrealistic bullshit it will never it's, that it, never happen that's never going to happen well, it sometimes does <sighs> yeah it it does. unfortunately it does but like that that level of abuse is is just truly nowhere to be found at like yeah. the highest levels of professional um, artistry. It's mm-hmm. just not um yeah. there are obviously like really upsetting situations that happen, but more often those are the exception more than the rule yeah um it, that being said, this movie is not about that. As you said, it is about drive. Yeah. It is about like what, who is so driven that nothing can deter them. And what is, and what motivates them. Um, and that is just one of the most successful, most illustrative pieces of, <laughs> of just like artwork I've ever seen. It's fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah. If you're an aspiring artist or even an amateur artist. Yeah. You and you haven't seen this movie, you should see it. And… um If you haven't seen this movie, what the fuck? Yeah, if you haven't even seen this movie in general, just see it. It's a really easy… Wa- uh, easy is a bad word. It's, it's, a, a, re- it's a fast it's kind watch. Of a tense watch. It's kind of a tense watch. It is… It is it's a, a fast watch for it's sure. It's a very fast watch. Um, um, yeah. And you're not going to be bored for sure. No. That's, that is very, very true. true. You're not going to be bored. Um, yeah, But yeah. Great movie. And there's a reason why it stayed my favorite for so many years. Yeah. All wow. Right.
1: Okay, now on to um, a much more somber. A much more somber and <laughs> really depressing movie, if
0: I'm being honest. It's not that depressing. I know, but it, it, it's sad. I cried I twice. Cri-
1: you cry, but it's not from like... It has a happy ending.
0: It does have a happy ending.
1: It has a happy ending. Okay. Um, You're right. And <laughs> Two happy endings if you include the beach. ha. Ha ha ha. So, <laughs> so, sorry. so sorry about that. That was that was bad. That was really <laughs> that bad. You probably shouldn't have done that. So shouldn't have done that. Oh my god. Anyway, um, my
0: favorite movie is
1: Moonlight.
0: So when did you first see Moonlight, and what was that experience like?
1: <laughs> I first saw better Moonlight. than mine. <laughs> it wasn't on Putlocker. It was actually <laughs> it was actually in a movie theater. Oh, crazy! With <laughs> Rishi. our producer, our well, No he's he's our engineer. Engineer. We produce our A- um, audio
0: engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. And and your brother.
1: True. Yeah. Well. That is very true. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um it sucks. Yeah, Rishi cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Rishi cut out the part where I talk about you. Anyway, I saw I saw, I saw it with Rishi and we both kind of came out of and, I mean, I watched it, and you know, silent theater. Not many people in it because who the hell cared about this movie? No it was one. made for a million dollars. It was literally just made for a million dollars. That's insane. And it's insane. Like their small budget is like ten million and below. This is this is one crazy. Insane. Um. So, um, I saw it in in the theater, and I was, you know, you were just wholly captivated the whole time. I was just kind of going through the Oscar movies, watching them, and. Um, it's, it's, as I was like driving home from it, it's one of those movies that I just kept thinking about and kept thinking about and kept thinking about. Um, and, and I was like, I think that's my favorite movie of, of this year for like the best picture. I think that's my, my hopeful front runner, right? Because we always have like our front runners and then the ones that we hope win.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, and that was the one where I was like, I really hope this one's, um, and then uh, La La Land won. And you know what? I've, I've gotten over it. I've gotten over it. I think Moonlight should have won, but La La Land.
3: I hate you.
2: <laughs> I hate you so much. Dude,
1: Damien Chazelle made the perfect love letter to Hollywood. Like, what are you going to say? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, what?
0: <laughs> I can't tell if you're nuts. I can't tell if you're serious or not.
1: It's a perfect La La Land, perfect film.
0: Land mm-hmm. is a perfect film.
1: But sadly it didn't win day, best picture man. The rhythms in the canyons that, that I'll will never fade, fade away.
0: away. <laughs> you <laughs> thought we moved on but we didn't.
1: You know I will never this might be the reason I hate Damien Chazelle so much. Is because of that <laughs> movie. Is because of the freaking uh, whiplash, or sorry, uh, La La Land Moonlight situation at the Oscars that year. That was year. so
0: funny. Oh my God. But see, here's the
1: thing though. I will that never.
0: is not the craziest thing to happen at the Oscars. No, the last it's ten not. Years. We
1: really thought it was though. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Who would have thought we picked to Who make would've... a podcast at the perfect time yeah. for. <laughs> Who would, have thought, who would have thought that we could have had
0: a worse moment than them giving Best Picture to the wrong movie?
1: Like oh my god.
0: I cannot believe that it got worse than that.
1: <laughs> oh my god. That was, that was terrible. So um, bad. Yeah. Just really, really fucking awful. That was not a- great. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, it won Best Picture that year and I was like, damn, now I'm going to go rewatch it. So I rewatched it. Like,
3: holy shit, that's good.
1: Um and I just like had a like a real, real deep-seated like love of that movie after. Um, and it was not my number one. It wasn't my number one until I got to college. Um did you watch it in a class? No, 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 no. We had scene analysis um stuff to do. Um, and I wanted to just dig deeper into it. Um, and it was like the first movie that I did a full, like comprehensive like Scene in It um, wasn't scene analysis. It was, it was, like, full film analysis. So, like, look at every element and how it's working. Jeez. So, I did, like, I did an entire, like, whole analysis on it um from top to bottom. And that's when I realized how brilliant the movie is um, and just how many levels it works on. And then there's also the personal connection, like we talked about, is that, like, it's... It's a talking about, like, identity in particular. And I think that's something that a lot of people can struggle with, and me too. Because it's, like, it's just something that I'm always kind of worried and anxious about. Like, am I being, like, myself and who I really want to be in this world, you know? It's just, like, I, and I think it's... I don't know. I'll get more into why I love it um, later. Later, But, like, it, I... It, After I did like that analysis… It just had a really profound impact. Like how much I really loved that film after. Um, And it's just stayed up there ever since.
0: But that's one thing I've noticed… At least in my experience too. When you write about a film… Oh yeah. You tend to like it a lot more. Yeah. Because you just are constantly thinking about it. And you're writing about it. And you're like thinking about ideas. And you're like… Oh yeah that works super well. And you're like… Oh yeah that works super well. And then… It makes you think more and more about it, and like the themes and how it, how it relates. So, yeah,
1: I, I totally get that. And yeah.
0: Moonlight is such a it's such a subtle film. It really is.
1: It, that's also part of the reason I love it is because um kind of um contrasting to Whiplash, um my favorite movies tend not to be like the huge showy ones. I guess Shawshank actually. I think That's that pretty showy. It's pretty showy. Yeah. Shawshank's pretty showy, but like um. Like one of my other favorite movies is Paris, Texas, which most people probably don't know. Yeah, yeah, Um, and it's like my number three. So, so it's like wow, number three. Moonlight, Shawshank, Paris, Texas. Yeah, you you really watch it. Um, Crazy, but that movie is like that movie is incredibly subtle, incredibly subtle. Um, It's just, I think real. I just really like realism. Um, Not necessarily hyperrealism, but, but like, the but like this movie is this movie has a really like to look at it from that angle. It's actually really really interesting, right? Because there are a ton of mo- of points in this movie that are in like so down to earth and realistic, like realistic to the point where you almost feel like you're, looking, you're watching like a documentary. Yeah, almost. You feel like you're watching something that you shouldn't be.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I think I feel that the most in terms of the realism, especially in the second act. I feel like. Oh, yeah. um, With a lot of the bullying at school. The um, second act hurts.
1: It hurts a lot. The second act is like... I
0: feel like the first act hurts
1: though, too. The first act hurts a lot, too. Because
0: of the way that he is with his mom, I feel like. Because his mom, you can tell that she's just like... Like, she wants to do well. You can tell that she wants to do well. But she's just so consumed by addiction and drugs.
1: But it's like... But all of these acts have like highs and lows too, Mm -hmm. right? It's like because in the first act… You have Juan and the water. You have Juan, the water, um, and just like his relationship with Juan and Teresa. Mm -hmm. In the second act, you have like the scene on the beach with Kevin. With Kevin, yeah. Yeah, and then the third act, you kind of have… The diner. The the diner and the ending. Yeah. But the diner even has like some conflict and when he goes back and sees his mom, there's some conflict and he gets all sad. There's a lot of moments in this movie that are just like… they It… makes you feel so happy and that immediately, like, devastates you.
0: Yeah. And, um, and for me, when I think of this movie, I think it is the best character study mm. kind of ever. I feel <laughs> I like. I honestly… Right? I'm, I'm very biased, but yeah. I, I think it's just the best character study ever. Um, yeah. And it's not just because we see this guy throughout his life, right? That's yeah. the way that it's structured is you're like yeah you know it has literally it has titles to each section and but it, it just shows we talked about identity li- earlier, but how identity changes yeah how identity changes how others change your identity right yeah.
1: the labels that we give ourselves labels that other people give us um
0: and that's kind of what it's a I mean there's a there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot to dig into as far yeah, as themes yeah. and motifs with this movie. It, it, yeah. But if we're talking straight about identity… It's like we're talking about… Okay when he's little… You mm-hmm. know… Yeah. He's seen as the little guy and is seeing is trying to s- see his mom and trying to find someone to latch onto as far as a father figure
1: mm-hmm. right or I mean, or he any parental figure won't, won't even speak to anyone. No, he like, won't. He literally doesn't just so just like in, hi, in his shell like and feels little, right yeah. like like him as a as himself and as his personality feels little yeah.
0: and then you know, in the second section, it, it's his it's his given name, right? Yes um because that's what he identifies as as that point. But <clears throat> he's dealing with all of the bullying and being called gay and that sort of thing. Yeah. And and that's kind of what he's known as. Yeah. As the weird gay kid mm. in his school. And that's disregarding the homophobia that's in black culture and overall culture in general mm-hmm. that he's having to deal with. Not only is he having to deal with being marginalized because he's black. He's being marginalized mm-hmm. by his own racial community due yes. to his sexuality, sexuality yeah. which is a
1: huge problem
0: already it, and it's
1: and and uh, just so we can uh, we'll finish up on, on these themes before we kind of extrapolate mm-hmm. but like it, it then in the third act um you get Black who is this shell that he's putting on himself, the identity that he's putting on himself
0: his self his, his gay self basically he, he's no
1: longer trying like at this point he's no longer letting other people put labels on him but he's trying to put a label, but he's putting a label on himself. On himself. Yeah.
0: And what he wants to be seen as.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's, and again, um, part of the reason I think this movie is so uh, truly like incredible, um, by the way, best, best movie A24 has ever produced.
2: Yeah. Yeah. By far. This is it. Like we talk about, we talk
1: about A24. This is by far. By far the best It's thing. the best thing they've done. It's to me… I mean… I'm, again, I'm biased. I think it's maybe the best film of like this millennia. Like it's up there with like There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. It's up there with… It, it, it's amazing. We always just say There Will Be Blood. I always want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe um, we should do that.
1: <laughs> but we'll eventually talk about There Will Be Blood. It's too good. But like… Um, yeah. No. This, this movie is just so fucking incredible. Um, for one reason and one reason only I think… And that is, if you look at that theme of identity, if you say, that is my central theme, and you take this character and you piece together the different parts that make him up, um, the entire movie just completely lays out in front of you. It just unfolds in, in exactly the way it should. Mm-hmm. Um, and nothing feels forced. Nothing feels at all Um. It feels all
0: natural is exactly. what it does. Yeah. And it feels like each section despite them having huge time jumps, yeah. They just flow seamlessly yeah. with what the film is trying to
1: accomplish. And and like that's kind of a startling thing about this movie is um the three actors that played Chiron, none of them met each other, none of them saw each yeah. other's performances at all, yet it feels so cohesive. Exactly. And that's ugh. And
0: that's that's something that that's given huge props to the direction. Anything, And that is where we get to talk about my f-ing guy, Barry Jenkins. Barry Jenkins, who's directing Mufasa, which you're very mad about.
1: I'm pissed
0: about that, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Barry Jenkins, I thought you weren't going to sell out. I thought you were going to be good. So
0: he's got to make a paycheck, man. Dude, let the man make a paycheck. I'm, I don't know. He's that pissed me. He, he's doing the Noah Baumbach thing where Noah Baumbach wrote, um Noah Baumbach co-wrote Madagascar <laughs> okay, 3 right. to pay for the filming of Marriage Story and to pay for his divorce, which is what Marriage this Story is about. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Barry Jenkins. How's the divorce going? Yeah, exactly right. Um, Barry Jenkins, uh, directs the absolute hell out of this movie. He Um, really does. It's, um, when I think about what makes a good director, it is, it's exactly what we've been talking about, right? It's that all of the elements, everything that you can possibly talk about, the film, the props, the set, the cinematography, the, the, the writing, the performances, everything feels cohesive. Everything feels like it is one moving part. Um, you are able to motivate your team and move people in the perfect ways to get this one formation of of a, of a film that is what moonlight embodies to me
0: yeah. yeah and and you're totally right because when we think about the film and the way it moves from time period to time period and it moves from scene to scene each thing is so well-placed? Mm. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But it, it, it's… That word seamless comes back, right? Mm-hmm. Each thing is seamlessly put. And one scene that, that I always… And it's the one that most people think of with this movie is the one with in the water. The oh, Marshall yeah. in the yeah. water, right? Yeah, incredible scene. Yeah. It's a great, great scene. And insanely well shot. It's so simple. Yeah, It's so simple. It's just a handheld camera in the water. Half and it and it goes up and down. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. That's all it is. But somehow we feel this moment so much better. We feel this bonding moment and sense of safeness.
1: Mm-hmm. And it it just it feels like you said like safe and and mm-hmm. warm and and like like caring. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you just know is robbed for like for this character. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, uh, love, love everything about the direction of this movie. I could talk yeah. about Barry Jenkins for a very He's long. He's
0: so talented, and if you haven't seen this one, obviously see it. Uh, and if you haven't mm. seen If Beale Street Can Talk too, Beale Street's really that's really good. a really good movie and incredibly underrated in my opinion.
1: Beale Street is, um, Beale Street's a lot harder to kind of decipher. Yeah, Beale Street. The thing about Beale Street compared to Moonlight is, I think, um, even if you don't understand all the themes. Or everything that's going on in Moonlight, you can kind of get the point. Yeah. But Beale Street, you really have to look into that. One. It's a lot harder. Um, it's it's a hard movie to read. Um, but it's re- it is. I agree with it's you. Quite it's quite good. Very very good. It's quite good. Um, but uh, what does I say? Um, well, I very uh, sorry, we were talking about yeah. Barry Jenkins, but like I, I don't know. I actually think this is a good place to transition to cinematography because yeah. there are some yeah. other things about the cinematography that I love.
0: They're so good and they're so again simple, I feel like. And it's 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 the use of of these simp, simple shots and these and yeah, simple editing and that sort of thing.
1: And it's and there's like ugh, my favorite moments in this movie are always the the straight-on shots.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, there's one at the end, right? That's what the that's what it ends on, right? Yeah. Is is the sh- straight on shot of the, um, and it's a match cut back, right, to mm-hmm. the childhood. But even there's a there's a lot of straight on shots with in Naomi the, Harris, in Naomi um, Harris, Mom, yeah. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. There's a straight, there's a um, four shot with uh, Kevin, the uh, in the diner, and it's mixed with this great editing, yeah, of like that you like hear the sound not synced up to the shot, and And it's just, it is like a mesmerizing thing to watch. Um, It's really hypnotic in a
0: way. Um, And it brings you in in this like really hauntingly beautiful way. Yeah. Where you are understanding each character's emotion so deeply that it's hitting you to your core.
1: Uh, and And it just feels, it's so, so like we talk, again, we talk about realism and how this feels so real but Mm -hmm. there's also these moments like there's this there's also like the spinning shots where where everyone's looking at the character or like where the camera's rotating around characters Mm -hmm. um or the camera's attached to a door right there are all these things and they're putting you in like the like the mindset of this person um and that's why it's like so interesting to see that play between the realism and the non-realism right
0: and one thing that personally i think can go really wrong in a lot of Films is POV shots. I think it can go really wrong. Yeah. In this one though, there's there's one, and I'm not sure if I'm confusing it with another part. Um, but it's when Kevin is forced to, oh, beat yeah. up. No, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's forced to beat up Sharon, right? Yeah. And that's when I cried. This rewatch, just oh. you know, was that part. And I don't know if it's just because I'm really sensitive to the, like the whole bullying thing or something like sure. that, but.
1: Well, it's just such a betrayal.
0: It is so hard to watch that. Yeah. But that wouldn't it you it wouldn't hit you as hard besides the writing and the way that it, you know, it's it's written and that sort of thing, but also because of the way that it's edited and shot, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because and you put,
0: it just puts you right in his shoes mm-hmm. and you you know exactly what's happening to him at that moment and the pain yeah. that it's giving him. He was finally able to express his homosexuality with this guy. Yeah. Right? He was finally able to do it. He was having to hide it for so many times. He's made a fun of for it and all that yeah. sort of thing. And here's this person that he trusted that he gave his virginity to, basically.
2: Yeah.
1: And is beating him up at
0: the same time.
2: It is
1: shockingly, like, it, it It just hurts you to your core. It feels so menacing, the shot mm-hmm. before, right? Because it's following the, the bully character. Yeah. And just following him like, he, like he's stalking you. Um, it, it's it's hypnotic. Yeah, you know, I think it's a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And, um,
0: and the other thing that you can see with a lot of these straight-on shots that you were talking about is like their eyes. Yeah, and the eyes give away a lot. Yeah, they really do. And because you naturally humans are are, you know, yeah, yeah, inclined yeah. to make eye contact. That's kind of how yeah. it works, mm. right? But with that. And especially in the ending scene when we have the match cut, yeah, the eyes give it away.
1: I think it's it's just uh, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and while we're talking about like eyes, and um, let's let's touch on the performances. They're all incredible. All of them. <laughs> They're all incredible. There's <laughs> no one. Are. There is there is no yeah. their award. Yeah. Everyone. There's is, not that many people in it. So. No, there's not. There's not very it. many characters in it. I mean, same with both of these movies. Um, but like. Mm-hmm. There, I would say like Juan's girlfriend, maybe to Janelle Monet? Yeah, but like, uh, no, she well, like because every character that they introduce plays some very I don't know specific everyone's a big role. part. Everyone plays some very very specific role in like who he is. Oh, right? I know Kevin's kid. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I I'm think that, that, that is a big part of the movie. You're gonna though. do little Kev like that? Yeah, I know little Kev. Little Kev. <laughs> 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 uh, I know, I know, I know. The other guy who was waiting on his food in the diner. <laughs> <laughs> How about
1: that guy? You're right. He was there. He was there. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, the performances are, they're incredible. Um, as we said, there are, there's actually six actors who mm-hmm. had to play um, two different roles, yeah. right? Because there's, both shy Runs and both Kevins. Mm-hmm. Um, or all three Kevins, all sh- three Shirons, right? That's really two Kevin? There's three Kevins. There's, there's a, three Kevin. There's a young Kevin. Oh yeah, yeah. There there's is a young, young Kevin. there's a young Kevin, oh, there's a middle God. Kevin, there's an old Kevin. I'm so dumb. So there's the three Kevins of the three shy Runs. And uh they all kill it. They it all they all do so well. All feels like super cohesive. Um <laughs> uh especially like old Kevin, dude. He is like he is killing it,
3: man. He is. He
1: is so good. That diner. Okay. We haven't. Uh, there's so many things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the diner scene. The acting between o- o- oldest Kevin and oldest Chiron is so fucking good. It is one of my favorite scenes. Generally, from like a directing point, you yeah. can look at every. Like I said, you can look at every element. It's, it's incredible. Go shot yeah. by shot. It's great. But like it. Just from an acting perspective. and From general. an acting perspective and a writing perspective. It is just. Incredible, Barry Jenkins said that like they sat, it took them a month to edit that one scene. Jesus, he said they were just like sitting there, like making, like, what do we do? They were making like baby cuts, just like frame by frame, just like, how's it look now?
0: And that takes dedication,
1: it's like, yeah, that's dedication to the craft, that's what it is. Yeah, oh my god, right? You can do like, there's just so much love in this, like, put into the craft of the movie, anyway. Um, but like that diner scene, old Kevin, dude, he puts in
2: freaking, he's so
1: good. Oh, my God. Even, like,
0: when he first sees Chiron. Yeah. It's, like, weirdly haunting because you're, like, mm-hmm. when was the last time they saw each other? Yeah. You know when the last time they saw each other was because you just saw it. You right? can see
1: that there's there's so much on his mind, and yet he also, like, is, feels very familiar. Yeah. And it's, like, it is… Oh, my God. It is such a good it's performance. so good. It's, like, Yeah. Uh, that it just I love him so much. I love watching him, um, yeah. everything. I mean, again, all the actors, like the the character who plays Shiron uh, in the middle in the second act. Oh, god! He's just he's for like so good. I for harp a child on child actor. I, I mean. harp on I harp on child performances a lot. We, we know they're all <laughs> yeah. We know there's a like they, they, there they a lot of bad ones out there. To this be fair. is
0: the epitome of a perfect child. Performance. Yeah, like I, these I, are. I think this is kind of the best it gets. Uh, <laughs> I mean, pretty here, much, yeah. I don't think you can really get better than this. Um, and if anyone gets to this point, then yeah, they're incredible. I mean, right? it's
1: like, well, what was it? The kid that played Young Shiron, Like, if you watch interviews with him, he is like s- super bouncy, like mm-hmm. super fun, and you, He's just a little dude. He's just like he's such a little dude. And <laughs> then like, he, and then like in the movie, he's just so he's so depressed. I know. I mean, it's like <laughs> and you're like, wow, man. So sorry for everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah. you know, we
0: joke about that, but it's like, I mean, for child performers to be good, it's it's very it's hard. Ha-
1: it's so hard. You have to, like I mean you
0: you're especially kid- from a directing perspective. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, kids focused, right? Well, good
1: it's well, it's not even that. It's just like the the best child performances always come from directors who just can work with kids. Work some with, yeah, some can, some can Like yeah. it's just like directors who can actually work with kids. Then their child performances might yeah. be fine.
0: Like another person who can work with kids, Jordan Peele, right? Yeah, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele has kids. been able to work with kids pretty well in Us, right? Yeah. Um, and then there were a few in Get Out, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, right? yeah, but, yeah.
1: Ola or um, sorry, another one, uh, Chris Columbus. Yes, he, he can work with kids. Harry, Harry so well, Potter. Right? He did the Harry Potter Home, Home Alone, Alone, right?
0: right? Yeah. He works with kids very very well. He gets what he needs to do, and he and I think from the directing chair. Right, he knows how to phrase things for yeah. kids to get his vision through to them. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes you'll have these really acclaimed directors who try to work with kids,
1: and it just you know doesn't work out. It's and- it's re- it's difficult. Like mm-hmm. you've both got to like you've both got to like rush them because there's like a very limited amount of time that they can be on set. <laughs> yeah. But like, you,
0: yeah. Like I hate to say it, but I feel like Stanley Kubrick, like. No, he did not know how to direct kids, even Danny and,
1: and he's no, he's I think that performance is actually in The Shining good. is just not great, it's not great, yeah. It's
0: not great. But Stanley Kubrick I just don't think could work with kids, right? He's yeah. an insanely talented director, but he doesn't know how to do that. And that's not his fault,
1: right? No, I mean, it's, it's like a it's a skill in itself. It's like mm-hmm. people who are good with kids versus people who aren't. are not good with kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, um so again, but Barry
0: all, Jenkins is clearly Masterful and just <laughs> incredible. But he's also just an good director. Oh, wait, by too. the way,
1: by the way, this is his second feature film.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing that's just crazy about that. And Whiplash was Damon Chill's first, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um God, both of them just so talented. So talented. They're like around the same age too. Yeah. Anyway. Crazy. Oh, um, really young, yeah. So <laughs> so um other thing. Um about performance. There are two that we also need to touch on. Um, specifically because they are they are showstoppers. And yeah. it's Naomi Harris is his and, mom and Mahershala Lali uh, is one. It's one.
0: And we'll go with Naomi Harris first, I guess. But <sighs> she she has a hard role. And not gonna lie, this role, this archetype has been overdone. I do think. The, so the, the drug addict absentee mom. So black mom.
1: So specifically about yeah. that. Naomi Harris said she never wanted to play that character she specifically made it a point that she would never play a character that was a black woman who was like addicted to drugs who was like not there for her children she never wanted to be a bad representation of like black women on screen yeah she only took this ro- this role after like a lot of conversation with Barry Jenkins and, like, reading the part and seeing how, how, like, they were portraying her and knowing that she could do it, like, she could just do it justice.
0: Yeah, and and that's something that she brings that is so important Yeah, for this role. And it's where this role can go south really fast. Yeah. Is because, and I, I mentioned this earlier, yes, she's a drug addict. Yes, she is not there for Chiron. Yeah. She's not. But you can tell that she wants to. Mm-hmm. She wants to so bad. Mm-hmm. She wants to so badly, but she can't. She just can't do it. Yeah. And that's, the, that's what makes it so heartbreaking.
1: It's also how well, I think why we both cried in the third act, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Cause, exactly. Yeah. Because it's just, it just kills you because she's wanted to be, and like she says it too at the end, she's like, um, you don't have to love me, but you will know that I love you, and it's just like You're that. Like no, <laughs> it's like oh my god, Ugh. it's so devastating, and it no never 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 does it feel like a caricature, like mm-hmm. like some kind of overdone role. It yeah. is not. It doesn't even feel showy, even though it's a, it, it,
0: it. It's probably the showiest role. It is the showiest
1: role, but in it, this movie, it, yet like you couldn't call it showy.
0: No, it's not, and 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 the. Like you said, the most depressing thing is that um, I think it just, it plays into the fact that you see addiction as a disease that just can't be cured easily. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying that any you can't overcome addiction because you can. You can. You can overcome addiction. But… It just shows this person who wants to get over it so bad, yeah. but just doesn't have the strength to do it,
1: and and she doesn't have the strength to do it, and she and it, you you see her like go at first she's like a nurse, and then in the second act she's like a prostitute, yeah, essentially. Um, it just it's such such a horrible thing to watch, um, and it's one of if not the hardest. Aspect of this movie, yeah, it, it's yeah. hard to watch very, it's very, hard. really, really hard. That to watch. is
0: the reason why this movie is hard to watch. Ah, there's yeah. a lot, but there's, there's I, again, the there's bully, I think the bullying
1: stuff is also horrible, too. I, I, yeah, yeah. It's, hard, it's hard to deal with, but like, I think this is the one that's like the hardest personally. Yeah. Um, the other performance we want to talk on is Marshall Ali, and does not have much screen time in this, but um, oh my god, does he make it count? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god.
0: I mean he's only in the first act.
1: This is the definition of subtlety in a mm-hmm. performance. Like this is this is subtlety. It's like he he's able to be like commanding yet also disarming. Yeah. Like um you, you walk like you feel his presence um and he feels like he's always like on the ball, yet at the same time he can feel like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so it's such a Great, great, just human performance. Exactly. Um,
0: And that's, I think, the best way to describe this role for him is he's just playing. And it sounds so boring. He's like, oh, he's just playing a human. mm -hmm. But he's playing this human who is... We always talk about humans making mistakes, right? Yeah, exactly. We do. He is that. Yeah. Where he's this good person who has made many mistakes. Yeah, yeah. and.
1: You can, like, you just know that he's he has the capabilities to be, like, such a light for, for so many people. And he just threw a bad series of decisions. It's just, he's just not. It's just, he's just not. And he's perpetuating a system. Um, mm-hmm. And that, he knows that he is. And he knows. and He, he knows, knows
0: exactly what he's doing.
1: Yeah. And, but, and he, like, he knows the effect it's having on, on his neighborhoods. He doesn't live. Like in the, in the worst parts of the town. He lives in like a pretty nice area. Yeah. Comparatively. Um, and he's got like a nice like house and girlfriend. And the good and, car. Like yeah. he's got like all of these things. And he knows it's because he's been exploiting a system.
0: <sighs> very hard to watch. Very hard to watch. But really just… It's a, it's a hard role. Yeah. Very, all these are hard roles. Uh, he there yeah there is no all such of these th- are hard roles yeah but i mean it's just something that we have to say because it's one of those things where it's just like it takes an insanely talented actor to be able to go and pursue
1: this mm-hmm. and even attempt it it's so i mean i can't imagine how intimidating it must have been but again that goes back to barry jenkins because you got to make he probably had like a lot of conversations and it's just everyone feels so human so real um um, and that's also just something I wanna to touch on broadly about this movie. Um, we could get into like the nitty gritty about the editing, the mm-hmm. sound. Um, but this movie then the way it represents the people it's talking about is such an important thing to look at. Yeah. It yeah. Um because it represents communities that are often
0: marginalized and and yeah. have like you know, a lot of hate towards them.
1: Marginalized, have a lot of hate towards them. And in media are terribly portrayed. Yeah. I mean, how many black actors have been asked to play a drug dealer in their career?
0: A lot, a lot half.
1: <laughs> a lot, a lot. Yeah. How like, many
0: gay actors have been asked to play a gay stereotype?
1: A lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot of Ex- Exactly. So there's so much, there's so many marginalized groups here and they're so interconnected. And like we were saying, like the black community and um, it's the homophobia. Um, there's so many interconnected themes that are very real to like that area and a lot of areas. Um, and it, it takes on all of this without, with, with the most real and empathetic lens it possibly can. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't shy away from things, yet it never exploits or caricaturizes or character- exactly them, right? Um, and I think, um, just going back to, like, one of the actual, like, elements that we could talk about, um, <laughs> the, like, uh, the best representation of this, I think, is the score. Yeah. Because… Exactly. Yeah. Because this score is… Sounds like a classical… Piece, right in the in the instrumentation that they chose it's just yeah. a, lot of str- a lot of strings yeah. like a like a lot a lot of strings um and it, it really kind of feels like orchestral and it is uh that score is never put over neighborhoods like this
0: never because i mean no. the black community is not associated with classical music at all
1: yeah no right? what, no what you do is you put like a trap beat. Trap beat
0: or, <laughs> or some dumb shit, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you put a trap beat over some strings like in Black Panther.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is done oh. by a white guy. guy.
2: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you can't
1: just have a regular score. They're black people. Yeah, We exactly. have to put the trap up with beats. Their, it's, it's trap it's, beats, man. It's like that shit pisses me off because yeah. it's like you see it in Moonlight and it is so intentional it is the definition it's the most intentional feeling like single element in this it's like we're going to have a very like calm melodic orchestral sounding movie just like it's like the big old Hollywood movie that Damien Chazelle would want to make yeah and (laughs) it is going to feel you're going to have that feeling except in these neighborhoods Sure, something that you that you just do not see
0: and it works so well
1: it's also a gorgeous score.
0: It's so beautiful. It's oh so God. beautiful. It's such a gorgeous score. Yeah. And I, one thing I do want to talk about and I, like, as we're kind of wrapping up, Yeah, I want to talk about the ending. Because <sighs> we talked about the ending with Whiplash being kind of both tragic and happy, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah. I feel like you're more inclined to look, even though it's a very tragic story, Yes. Very, very, very tragic story. The ending cannot be looked at at anything other than hopeful and
1: happy. The ending to me, again, it goes back to like that, the central theme of identity. It's like in the end, Chiron has found at least one person that Mm -hmm. he can just be himself. He can just be himself with. Yeah. He can just feel like he doesn't have to hide. He doesn't have to put on anything. Um, and it has been the one person this whole time that he hasn't had to do that with. It's just that like he's never known if that person accepted him too. Sure. You know, and it's um I I totally agree. It's not conclusive in any way. It just gives yeah. that that v- subtle feeling of like some kind of ease, some kind of rest.
0: He's like, I'm okay with where I am. Yeah. And where I've gone. Yeah. You know. And and what do you think the the meaning of the match cut is? Because I have my kind of idea. Like when the um like when he looks back at the camera. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think it's when
1: it flashes back to like him on
0: the beach is what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's it's really, really difficult. (laughs) It's one of it's I always say this about like my favorite movies is they're the ones that I really don't underst- um, understand, and when I can go back, I can find more about it and try to understand more. And I still and I still struggle with what I think this means, because um, per- it's hard.
0: It's hard to like fully grasp what he's going for here, mm. um, because um, when we talk about identity, right. We talk about this completeness of identity, right? Yeah. And this is what I was kind of referencing to before, is I feel like he's like I have had many different caps on, right? Mm. I've had many different faces throughout my life, and I'm okay with all of them. Mm-hmm. I think is what it's trying to say.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I think. Well, it's very intentional that it's all that's in the moonlight, because this came. I am. Um, and so it's a line in the movie, but it's also the name of the play that this is based on, um, which is in Moonlight, Black Boys Look Blue, mm-hmm. right? And, and that, that whole message is there because it's like, then she, the woman who called Juan that was like, oh, you, I'm going to call you blue now. And he's like, no, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't let other people choose my name for him, right? It's that it's, again, going back to that, like you have to be who you are. So it's showing young Chiron bathed in, in blue and then he looks back at us. And finding the connection it's so open ended mm-hmm. and it's so annoying because of it. Uh, I generally generally think it's something to do with um it's kind of like like turning to the audience kind of asking them like what do you yeah like like Will you be? Will you let yourself kind of be bathed in the light of like uh, that other people are trying to put you in, or will you like choo- find who you are? Personally, I that's kind of how I like to interpret it. But it's it's, it's just, I feel
0: like it's whatever you want it to. I agree. It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah, and however, it also just looks beautiful. So
1: it's gorgeous, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And if that's why he did it, yeah, can't blame him. Yeah. So, big question. Why is this my favorite movie? Why is this your favorite movie? Uh, this is my favorite movie, um, as I kind of said, because, you know, I have also kind of struggled with identity c- things, as well as, like, a, I think a lot of people have. Um, and uh, this is what I kind of always say in, when I talk about, like, when people ask me, like, well, why is that your favorite movie? Because most people who I tell this to probably haven't heard of it. <laughs> True. <laughs> Unfortunately. Which is sad. Instead, I won Best Picture, guys. Um, yeah.
0: But, like, it, it... To quote you, though, the artist won
1: Best Picture.
0: To quote me, the
2: artist one Best
1: <laughs> The fucking artist. One of these times, we're going to watch the artist. <laughs> the artist. Let's, let's see. There will be blood in the artist. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <What> a- <laughs>
2: let's
1: see how many views that gets. <laughs> oh, wow, that'll be, like, the most boring episode.
2: I'm sorry.
0: I love There Will Be Blood, but that'll be Oh
1: fuck. Yeah. It just be us jacking off. <laughs> like, like Daniel D. Lewis. Ah! ah cinematography. Ah, ah! PTA. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, the thing I always think I would talk about this movie is um I am a straight white dude from a middle income house. Um I don't exactly have a lot in common, personally, with Chiron. No, you don't.
2: That is, <laughs> no. that is true. As
1: you say, I'm very white. Yeah, true. Yeah. As you often say. Um, so, <laughs> so um, I'm very, very white, obviously. And I just... I don't have like a lot of like direct connections to Chiron or his life. That being said, the way that I think this entire movie is working and looking at that one core theme. I think it's so boiled down to its to its minim, to its like bare minimums. Um that I think is one of the most universal films I've ever seen. And the fact that it can be so specific and so universal at, at once. Um I I just think it's incredible. Um and I just really feel myself like so connected every time to these characters. Um, I cry, like, just about every time. It's it's just, it's such a good movie. <laughs> so it is. Have, it it's is. like, and it's also just like Barry Jenkins, the, the representation, like everything I could look at, every single aspect I could look in, into this for this movie, I think it's uh, flawless. Um, um, oh, wait, there was one thing I noticed on this rewatch, though. Sometimes characters will say things that just seem, like, a little too poetic.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So it takes you out of the realism a little bit. Yeah,
1: and that's about it.
0: That's pretty much it.
1: That's that's that's, that's as nitpicky as it gets.
0: That's, though. That is literally as nitpicky as it gets. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even say that's really even a criticism. I think it's just something that happens, right? Yeah. Um, and it makes the but it makes the dialogue flow well and like <sighs> yeah. it kind of hits you a little bit harder. Um, especially in like Juan's
1: voice and that sort of thing, you know. Yeah, in Juan's voice and yeah. I mean, there's one and, you know, it's like uh, Kevin and Chiron are on the beach. And then he's like, dude, sometimes I cry so much. I feel like I'm just going to wash away or something. And, it's like, and you're like, oh, okay, people, people don't exactly talk. like yeah, that." <laughs> I've never heard a dude talk like that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry about this. <laughs> but like, uh, it, it's, yeah. Um, especially yeah. after like smoking weed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <literally, laughs> actually, like, actually, wait. That would make it better. Wait, right? no, no, wait, wait. They smoked
3: weed. Never mind. It works. It, it, works, works, it works. works. It works. Okay. Nitpick gone. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I I think that yeah, Moonlight is just absolutely a really beautiful, touching, and and it's hard to watch, but it oh, is such a. It's it, one of the most emotionally raw films you'll see. Yeah.
1: Um. I was thinking. I also think it's a really it's kind of like in the same way I would talk about like Twelve Years a Slave. I think it's a really hard watch, but I think it's a very very worthwhile watch. Yeah. Um. Again, especially to see just just from a representation standpoint. Yeah. Like, and we talk about representation all the time, uh, but this is like one of the best forms of representation. Sure. I can think about for anything. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: It's just, it's so good. It's just so, getting, it's just so freaking sh- good. Uh, just, yeah.
1: Yeah. Look at it. yeah. Okay.
0: Well, well, that was, that was the, that was the episode. Thanks for indulging us in our favorite
1: movies. Thanks. We were uh, sorry if we uh, uh, sp- <laughs> spoiled the movies. Have been out for a while. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, honestly, we just kind of wanted to come here and just rave about two movies. <laughs>
0: yeah, and and both of these movies are. I mean, if you can't tell after the the what we think about them, they're both like. Absolutely incredible!
1: Yeah, we love they're, them. They're both—they're they're so so good. So, they're good. so good. They came out two years apart too. Yeah, which
0: is pretty crazy. And they're both. Yeah, they both came out in the 21st century, right? And you know, when we think about like cinema, we think about like, oh, you know, the greatest movies are from the 60s Hitchcock, right? And 70s. You it's
1: know. like, and it's like those are. I love them in their in like a different way, but yeah. these but these just feel I don't know movie movies in that era just cannot can never feel quite as resonant. No, you know? they no, never. they, they,
0: they, they can't. And, like, for us, you even saw, we could, we talk a lot about technicality. Like, you know, oh, the cinematography here was great. The editing here was great. We talk about that a lot on this show. Um, But, I mean, these both had a really, really personal impact on us. And that's why we like them so much. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. If anyone, like, shames you for liking a movie from the 21st century or like that's your favorite movie, it's because you have a personal connection to it. That's why we like the things that we like. Right? Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. So… It's just hard for me to have a personal connection to Apocalypse Now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've tried. I've Sorry, really, guys. I've really tried. I went to Vietnam. I and tried. You, you, you just… I like, just like, <laughs> didn't… I just… It didn't hit, never hit did, me. It did not hit you, man. You know? yeah. Oh, Yeah. Anyway, thanks anyway, for listening. Thank you. We'll uh, tr- next tr-
0: episode is Halloween episode. So We
1: also at some point need to see Black Adam. That is true. Do we? Do we?
0: With The Rock. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm not seeing Halloween Ends. I've not seen that movie.
1: Oh, I heard Halloween Ends. I heard Ends. it was horrible. I heard Halloween Ends is like really, really bad. Yeah, Like so, sci-fi channel bad. Yeah,
0: we're not seeing that. Can we will we we watch, watch Black Adam. For can we just watch shows? the sci-fi channel? I love it. <laughs> That's the episode.
1: I love the sci-fi channel during, during Halloween. They just oh played my. the shittiest movie. <laughs>
0: the worst horror movies, Bro,
1: they play Arachnophobia. <laughs> that
0: movie's so bad.
1: They played Arachnophobia. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's, there's a, there one time I was watching the sci-fi channel. And the movie came on. And the title of the movie was just called Big Ass Spider. <laughs> <laughs> What a it's, great, great title. <laughs> you know what it was about? What? A big ass spider? Oh, that's great. It's just like a ripoff of King of King Kong. Of god, oh of King Kong god.
0: But it was a spider, spider instead
2: so of a monkey. Good. No, <laughs> It's so good. I no, love big ass spider! You don't
0: do that. <laughs>
2: it's, it's not <laughs> a it's, movie. It's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> I, love, I love the Cypher channel. Okay, that's that's it. That's it. See, so, has it. so, got it. we we're, we're done. <laughs> but-